Hello and welcome to the 14th episode of Invalid Opinions, where being wrong can make it oh so right. I'm Simon Potter and with me is... Uh, David Holloway. Ben McJanet. Welcome to our free speech special, which is why I just winged that thing which threw David off, because free speech, baby. Later in the show we'll be getting deep and meaningful, but first, how is everyone doing? Let's go with uh, Ben. Oh, I'm okay, mate. How are you doing? Oh, I'm... You're sounding pretty pumped to be talking about one of your favourite topics in the world. That's right. Well, it's, ama- <laughs> it's amazing what a quart of vodka for breakfast will do for you. It's, it's the only way to wake up, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah or possibly go can... back to sleep. And it's going to tell your title as UK um, correspondent's been taken seriously. You're now talking in quarts. Oh. Although, is quart a UK thing or is that a US thing? Well, the UK went uh, metric in 1973, which is why all our road signs still show distances in miles. Um, And you can still buy things in ounces. And because we don't give a damn, because Europe's something we never really took terribly seriously in the first place until some people started drinking the Kool-Aid and they're a bunch of losers. And how are you today, David? Free speech. How are you? You're free speech. Yeah, good. (laughs) <laughs> I'm looking forward to bowing before your superior intellect and trying to put an alternative viewpoint that you'll easily howl down. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, that's, um, I, I think um, defeat is probably a good default position for someone on the left. So uh, we're off to a good start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not necessarily from the left, but we'll talk about that. Uh, look, hey, it's a spectrum. Everyone's, everyone's on the spectrum. And there's so many. There's a spectrum of spectrums. That's part of the problem. There's a joke in there somewhere. Uh, there is, uh, but we won't talk about mm. the Democrat depra- debates just yet. So, free speech. What is free speech? Well, free speech is just being able to say whatever you think, as long as I think, technically speaking, you're not inciting violence. I think that's that's a, that's a pretty general and broad definition mm. of it. So. Who's in favour yeah. of that? Who's in favour of unconditional free speech? The concept that if uh, if you censor any speech, you censor you're censoring all speech. It's an all or nothing, very much a binary situation. What do you think about that, Ben? Um, yeah, like if we're saying like just f- you're allowed to say shit, then yes, I'm in favour of it. Um. Like, I can walk down the street saying whatever the hell I want. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, without inciting violence, obviously, because um, that's leading to a whole different kettle of fish. Mm. So, well, that's walking down the street talking to yourself, presumably, mm-hmm. from your description. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. um, apart from um, insane street rambling, what about in, mo- yeah. in more public forums? Uh, so, well, so social media like, or print, print it. Does anyone read print? Well, you don't really have that. That doesn't exist anyway. I mean, you have to abide by the rules of the platform. It's as simple as that. The platform, the the platforms created this thing for you to use, but they have rules in place for you using that platform. So, if you don't abide by their rules, well, then tough shit. It's like. A simple example is you come into my house and you start spewing shit that I don't agree with. I can tell you to get the fuck out of my house. That's true. That's that's a very basic example of it. It is a very basic example, but the problem is it's also an extremely good example of the difference between Mm. a publisher and a platform. 
Yeah. And well, there's, 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 there are differences, and you're correct in saying that. But I, at the same time, I'm just like, well, yeah, it's, it's their platform. They make the rules on how that platform operates. They're not a government. They're, they're a business and all that sort of stuff. They've got advertising things on their business and stuff like that. Granted, is some of it, yeah, going against what exactly is free speech? Yeah, pretty much. But at the same time, most of the stuff that they're silencing, and I say ninety percent of it that they are silencing is shit that you probably don't want to be seeing or reading anyway. Okay, so you're pro censorship. Okay, that's good. David, how do you feel? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I was going to take issue with your initial premise, and I know you're just doing it for the sake of argument that mm. it's a binary thing because it's not. So I don't think it's as simple as either you agree with everything or you agree with nothing. Um, but if if it did come down to that situation, I'd absolutely fall down on the side of everything rather than nothing. Mm. Um, yeah, and and you, I mean, can we talk about the the video that was recommended to us? Because I know one of your points there about platform versus publisher came from from that video, and I think it's a very valid point that the rules of a platform versus a publisher are, are somewhat different. Um, and the trouble you got with something like Facebook is it's both. Um, and then that gets really, really difficult and conflicted. Um, so, I mean, using an example that's very local to, to me at the moment um, is the whole uh, abortion legislation debate in New South Wales. So, at the moment, they're trying to decriminalise abortion. The right to lifers are out en masse, as are the um, the um, right to choose. Sorry, I was just making sure I get my terminology right. So you're pro-life versus your choice advocates. Pro-choice. Pro-choice, that's the word I was after, um, are both out demonstrating. And I absolutely agree that they both should be heard. I'd even go as far, and this is on the borderline, those assholes at the Westboro Baptist Church in the US. Now, they are some of the most hateful people you ever, ever meet, but would I prevent them being able to do what they do? I think I'd be keeping them a shitload of distance away from clinics more than what they are now. But as far as them being able to publish it, yeah, it's right on the border. I don't know. Right, well... You know, it's that's funny. I actually was looking at a shirt this week and I almost bought it. It said, fuck the West, ba- ba- West Baptist yeah. Church. <laughs> and that would be my, my uh, thoughts on them. I can't stand them. I think they're evil, evil people. But do you stop yeah. them saying what they're saying? I don't know. No, you don't. No, you don't. And majority of people see them as evil and horrible people anyway, so... Yeah, that's right. Well, they prove their own point. That's right. Whereas if yeah. you silence them, they, it gives them more dignity perhaps than what they deserve. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, the thing is... Fuck, we've agreed already. With, with, see, we're, we're well, no, it, it. I don't know that we have. Um, and really, in the case of most of these sort of things, starving them of oxygen is one of the best things to do, which is obviously the classic yes. mistake that the uh, current... Um, left-leaning Bolshevik media uh, currently doing with uh, with with, uh, with a variety of uh, with a variety of news channels but just going back to the whole point of publisher versus platform a platform is just that it's a it's a it's a, a means of in this case discussing things a publisher is someone who censors what is put out like a newspaper Whereas a platform is more like the phone system where you can talk or say anything you want and the phone company cannot do anything about it apart from the fact that they're listening to everything you say and sending it to the NSA, but we won't get into that right now. 
So that's the distinction. You cannot be both. As um, most social media at the moment has got protections, and I can't remember what it is, but there's a protection under a, a specific thing, which as a, a platform means that they can't really get uh, charged with any nonsense that's going on like you can if you're a publisher. Obviously, trying to be a publisher of something like social media or YouTube or whatever, everything has to be done through an algorithm or something along those lines because just trying this sheer quantity of it, trying to control it is kind of crazy. But that doesn't stop them trying. Twitter, obviously, is a really good example of that and the censorious mm. nature that they and Facebook and the others have also demonstrated to show with regard to uh, speech that they don't consider appropriate. And the problem, of course, there is that who the hell appointed them the uh, the arbiter of what is acceptable opinion or not? And the problem they are overreaching and overreaching quite badly. And I think it's becoming far more in, uh, obvious to just normies, just regular people in the street. And I think mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why we're seeing such a disconnect with um, the Dave Chappelle special. Although not with the Bill Burr special, they're both. Um, both shows on Netflix, both comedy shows, and they're, they're going fully at it. But if you have a look at on Rotten Tomatoes, the difference between the uh, critic audience reviews as opposed to on the Bill Burr one, massive, massive difference. And it's, it's really very interesting. But the fact that the audience score on both of them is very high is pretty much 100% for both of them. It's, it's in that general neck of the woods anyway. Clearly, there's a lot of people watching them who agree with this, but in the case of Dave Chappelle, the media, the reviewers, the wokest of the woke, do not. And it's very interesting just to see that complete disconnect. I mean, it's Last Jedi territory, really. <laughs> oh, I was wondering if you'd work that there was the link. somehow. That's there's going to be a link somewhere. Oh, it, it's going to be because Ryan Wilson trying to promote his <laughs> shitty little his shitty little movie, and he's just he just Disney cannot make him go away, and they keep trying. God knows they keep trying. They just just could you just shut up, please? Just shut up. But no, no, he just won't shut up. But that's okay because free speech. Ryan Johnson can demonstrate himself to be a complete dickhead to people, and that's good because. If you know where these people are and you know what they're saying and you know what you th they think, it's good. It's like prohibition. Prohibition doesn't work. You just drive it all That's underground right. and then you don't know where the hell this stuff is and then it all comes spurting up like 2016. And everyone's going, oh, oh, my pearls, let me clutch them. Well, yeah, maybe if you didn't live in your in your little latte coffee shop bubble you uh, and actually got out there and realized how much a lot of the things that may be working for you aren't working for a bunch of other people, Maybe then, maybe then, you wouldn't be so shocked all the time, you sad, pathetic sod. But that's free speech. That's my opinion. What do I know? <laughs> I could just picture you having one kick-ass um, solo <laughs> podcast. You need to start thinking about that. If, you know, oh, who the, on both the left and right, who the, there's lots of people out there. Who would listen to Ramblings me? of a madman. <laughs> Oh, you've just named Candace Owens. You've just hey, hey, hey. don't sense, don't censor <laughs> my opinion. Oh, look, Candace Owens <laughs> is uh, um, no, she's she's not uh, as free speech as perhaps I would like. Mm. But anyway, so no. let's just go back to this this whole concept of censorship and platform versus publisher. 
So what do you guys, how do you, how do you see that? Do you think social media should be treated more like a, a, a publication or pub, as, as run by a publisher and censored? Or do you think it should just be allowed to roam free? And bearing in mind that there's already alternative services popping up that aren't run by Silicon Valley elitists. So uh, in the case you of... You mean 8chan? No, that's not just popped up, Ben. But thanks for the contribution. No, I was thinking more of I was thinking more of Gab um, popping up in place of um, Twitter and um, Bitchute um, starting to rise as uh, as an alternative to, to YouTube. And uh, YouTube's just been having an awful awful time of it lately. Now, of course, one of the things I think that's interesting about the way these things get well they the way they try to suppress and censor is how everything now is being labeled as alt-right or god forbid fascist or people get called nazis for making various statements on one side of the spectrum and that side of the spectrum is actually moving more and more to the center as the left gets more and more extreme have you guys noticed any of that um, yeah, I don't buy the argument that the rights move more to the centre as the left gets more extreme. Nah. I think I think there's the outliers on both sides. So, and when you mentioned in the intro that made a joke about me and the left, I, I would be left leaning, but I would tend towards the centrist. But as you know, that's a fraught term as well as it depends on what year and what what issue as to whether you can call yourself centrist. But in an Australian context, I used to be heavily involved with the Australian Democrats which were considered a left-leaning but centrist party. So they had some more economically conservative parts to their policy, but also lots of social left-leaning stuff. But, for example, we used to not have a great working relationship with the Greens, who I would consider a true left party. And, yes, there are extreme elements in them, um, as there are in other parties. There are some parts of the Greens that I would have zero commonality with. There are other parts of the Greens I'd have huge amounts of commonality with. Um, and I've forgotten what the original thing was. I've just rambled on. But, <laughs> well, as- uh, oh, basically, the whole, centrist, the whole centrist thing and platform versus publisher, I, do, I don't know the answer. I don't know that there is one single answer, which is a really mm. unhelpful way to to cut short a, a conversation. Well, but no, no, don't worry. While I'm here, we're not be, going to be cutting anything short. <laughs> short, is the, short is the opposite of what we will be doing. Yeah. Just, uh, just as far as your refutation of the concept that parties move to the left, I have no information for the uh, Australian or New Zealand situation or even the Canadian, but as far as the UK and the US goes, the left has very much moved to the left, as have the right parties on the right-hand side. The Conservative Party here has moved to the left. Uh, the left here has moved way left. And the Democrats have skewed left quite dramatically as well. Uh, even the Republicans have actually moved a bit towards the middle since Trump took over because he is generally speaking... Yeah, true. He is generally speaking a, uh, a classical liberal more on the uh, a sort of... a right-leaning centrist old-fashioned liberal although old-fashioned i don't think i don't think he's categorizable not that that's a word um well he is to he is to a point you you can look i mean he's let's face it he's a he's a rabble rouser um he comes across as a bit of a buffhead sometimes but it doesn't mean that there's not a brain in his head and uh, he definitely does have 
opinions, which you you can determine. But yeah, so the left and the right, have, all parties have moved to the left. That is something that's quantifiable and something which I can actually show you uh, some some information on if you're interested. Now, back to the uh, publisher uh, platform. Do you think social media, let's go with social media because that's what most of us use and most of us are acquainted with because I don't know if anyone, has anyone here actually written a letter to the editor? Oh, <laughs> yes, oh, but not, not in 20 oh, years. What? God, that, I, oh, my I, God. <laughs> I, I actually went out on top. So this goes back to getting my involvement with the Democrats. I used to write letters to the Sydney Morning Herald on a regular basis. I think I would have had, I'm going to guess here, 12 to 15 published. And my aim the whole time was to get, back in the day, the Saturday paper lead letter was the pinnacle of letters to the editor. And I got the lead letter on a Saturday and I retired on top. <laughs> mm. but it, that, you cut that one out would and have kept been, it in your scrapbook, didn't you? Oh, damn straight. I bet you I've got it here. <laughs> um, so it would have been about 2000 or 2001, if I was going to guess, was the last time I wrote a letter to the editor. So just to give us an idea, can you give us a... a brief snapshot of what that letter was what were you so impassioned about that you put pen to paper literally uh would have been everything from i know that i don't know that it was the lead letter in the saturday one but a, a lot of it was around the goods and services tax and it was probably knowing me defending the democrats position on um uh passing it with amendments but Didn't i think come i in, in like 97 98 no uh i think yeah don't quite yeah I was yes. in high school when that still came in. Yeah, so that's it could have been ninety eight or something for the GST. You could be right. I think. I think the election there was the ninety. The election, election. was ninety seven. No, ninety six. No. John Howe was elected, 96. then he went to the polls again in ninety eight. And my that's understanding right. so was ninety eight election was first so of July ninety nine. First of July ninety nine or two thousand. The GST came. Mm. Okay, but yeah, anyway. just so everyone knows, uh, GST is the goods and services tax. It is the indirect tax in Australia. I think it's to what, 10% still? Yeah. 10%. Yeah. Uh, yep. um, it's uh, what, it's about 17%, I think, in New Zealand. And the version here in Britain is 20%. 20%. That is two zero. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. So, and it was 1st of July 2000. I just did a quick Google. And, we, we and were you in favour or again? Oh, I was basically, because I was a, a young'un that was um, quite involved in the, the, the politics at the time, it would have been defending the party's position, which was that you're better off having a goods and services tax that was broad-based with exemptions for food and other important community services than the, the shithouse sales tax, mm. hick, you know, hickly-piggly thing that was in place prior okay so that's the federal government sweeping in and taking power away from the states gotcha so <laughs> just let that one sit for a second no, okay, I, right. I know what you're getting at, but you're just doing the classic old debating technique of mm. you know summarizing things badly and making out that that's the new truth <laughs> oh is that what i'm doing i'm, de- yeah. I'm we're having a debate he's, he's, he's robbing us of our free speech david that's, that's right no, no, no. I'm not. I, I would never do that. I'm just. I'm just uh, classifying everything you're saying as stupid. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's quite. Different. Oh, so nothing out of the ordinary then? Not really. really no. Right. 
normal which, podcast. Which which is the fun uh, the fun thing they were doing, which all over the place here. That's the fun thing they were, the critics were doing with Dave Chappelle is they weren't saying, oh, he's wrong. Oh, he's being offensive because they couldn't do that because he, he preloaded the thing with going, you and y'all who are just going on about being offended about everything, you're just stupid and weak and stupid. So of course they couldn't say. Well, that's that's Dave Chappelle's comedy in a nutshell. In, in a nutshell, yeah, that's ex- that's exactly what yeah. it was. <laughs> uh, maybe an unfair uh, summary, but uh, is there, there was a gist there of of that. I mean, it's called sticks mm. and stones. So what can you expect? So of course they couldn't do that. So they just go with the the second laziest and most moronic approach was, oh, he's no longer relevant. Oh, it's boring. Oh, it's half full material. Oh, good Lord, you're so transparent and pathetic. It's just ridiculous the way these idiots churn this nonsense out. Does anyone know who well, we... anyone know who Rush Limbaugh is, by the way? Yeah, I uh, do. Isn't he some wanker in the States? Yeah, no, I'm sure no one would... Uh, my tirades, I'm sure there's no comparison to anything he ever did. Anyway... <laughs> I just just on comedians. Uh, I think he was one... on The Simpsons. Oh, he was. They take the piss out of yeah, him on The Simpsons been, yeah. frequently. Yeah, they had a they had a uh, a, a character, a, a Limbaugh based character. Oh. Yeah, yeah, uh, I spe- remember. Speaking of comedians, if I had to align my views on free speech with one comedian, it'd actually be Ricky Gervais, who's incredibly pro free speech, but obviously has strong views on it. So he he believes you should be able to make comedy out of pretty much everything. Um, as long as it's done well, yeah, yeah. In, in I, that it's uh, funny. Yeah, yeah, and I'll... I think Gervais does a pretty good job of it. Um, Adam Hills might be one that kind of does a pretty good job of it most oh, of the time. I too. hate Adam Hills. Yeah, but he does. He 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 rides that free yeah, speech he does. line yeah. pretty well too. Is my point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to kind of support what um, what David's saying, but Ricky Gervais says, and just kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, come at it from a slightly different angle there's a lot of controversy in um in media at the moment about the uh the, the wokeness and the lectury quality of a lot of popular entertainment uh, things that are done with uh, the star trek um star wars um what's happening with the marvel universe just just in general it's uh, there is a theme um, it's uh, it's preachy it's clearly pushing in one particular political direction and I don't really have a problem with that because if you look back at media throughout, uh, there's He-Man's probably a classic example of just how you shoehorn a message, a moral in at the end of the show that had nothing really to do with the show itself. Yeah. Moralizing and social engineering and messages in popular entertainment have been going on for a very long time and it won't stop. I do not have Bad a... Albert. Oh my God. Oh God. That's ne- I know it's Cosby, but Fat Albert had really strong stuff in there. It did. Uh, oh, sorry. No, that's that, that, that's good. Thanks, thanks very much for that. Uh, I, I hate these. Might be the things that saved the show, Ben. Yeah, they could be I, impersonations. I hate. I hated Fat Albert as oh, a show. You? I just I oh. loathe that show. Give me Top Cat. Oh, anyway. see, I loved it. Top Cat was social commentary done <laughs> Top right. Cat. Oh. <laughs> But uh, so yeah, I don't have a problem with uh, with um, Hollywood elites moralising at me as long as they do a good job. Write a good story. Write a good book. Mm. Get that right. 
and then and you will bring us with you for the most part. You'll bring most people with you. You'll certainly bring the middle with you because most people in the middle don't care. They just want to be entertained. But yes. it's gotten so preachy and so heavy-handed and so on the nose. I think that's why we're start, starting to see more of a pushback. And we are seeing a pushback. Mm. But anyway, going back to platform versus publisher. What, since we, you've already um, confirmed, David, that you don't think it's a binary, it's all everything's free speech or nothing is free speech. Where mm. do you think the limits should be on freedom of speech, freedom of expression? Well, let's go with freedom of speech. Freedom of expression catches a lot more yeah. territory. So freedom of speech. Where are the limits? Well, that's a thing, as you know. They're, they're grey, and it, it'll depend on everyone's perspective. So, personally, okay, get off the mid- like, get off the middle ground and pick a side. Damn it! Yeah, but but <laughs> it is a bit like that. So, for example, I'm not about to say you shouldn't be able to. Um, I said I've already mentioned Westboro Baptist. I don't think you're doing any favours by shutting them down. So that basically eliminates most of the things you you would argue should be banned. In that they're one of the more extreme. You can obviously go more extreme. Um, I think the limits are fairly fair way out there. So I think what you said at the start is about the violence. If if what you say is literally going to cause someone harm or death, then there's got to be um, reper- repercussions for that. Even I, if you don't ban it, well, you can't with social media. You can't ban it on the spot anyway. You can certainly moderate it quickly, but it's the violence thing is one of them. So okay, so violence. What constitutes violence for you? Yeah, well, and so that's the next part of it. So it, obviously there's physical violence and then there's, and this is the bit I'm sure you're, you're already salivating to get your teeth into, which is the, the perception of mental trauma from what someone says, which is obviously hugely open to contention. Um, and what one person sees as offensive, another person just lets go over their head. And so how, how do you moderate that? You can't. No. Well, what about the... Uh for a while there was uh, memes of uh, punch a Nazi or um, some people urging people to throw milkshakes at people they didn't like or approve of, public figures. It, does that constitute violence in your opinion? Well, the punching obviously does. What about the milkshakes? Yeah, oh, see, I, I, I don't think they should be allowed to throw... Well, they shouldn't be allowed to throw milkshakes because it's a waste of a good milkshake. Um, I, yeah, it, yeah, is it violence? No. Well, it's it's the per. Well, it is. But if the is the person going to be harmed by it? No, they're just going to get a stained piece of clothing or whatever. So, but it's it's the slippery slope then of if people feel I can go out and throw things at people whenever I want, where that leads, I suppose, is the only hard part of that. So you would consider that an incitement to violence? Well, again, it depends. <laughs> it depends. Okay, all right, we'll, 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 we'll give you a moment to gather your thoughts. Ben, what about you? Um, yeah, I guess it is. It's insult- you, you're basically assaulting someone, whether you're throwing a milkshake or a rock, you're throwing something at someone. You, should, you shouldn't be doing that. We, we should be better than that. Right, so that, um, do I, so that should be censored? What, censored? It's not really censoring. It's that, it's essentially assault, is what we're talking about. Yeah, no, we're talking about incitement of violence and what constitutes violence. Oh, saying to do it, well, yeah. well, saying to do it, well, yeah, that's basically inciting violence, isn't it? I mean, if you if I was to throw a milkshake at someone's head, um, particularly if it's in one of those old metal containers, the the metal yeah, ones, yeah, that used yeah, to that's be made in. Some, 
that's going to cause some damage. I could get charged for it with assault. Uh, the police could arrest me. Yeah, so essentially, yeah, it, it is inciting violence. Right. If we just come down to it on that. If we come down to it on that bloody definition of what... Is it violence? Yes. Is, could I be charged with assault or anything for it? Yes. Then, yeah, it's inciting violence. So, yes, you could be charged for it, I guess. I mean, and that's the thing in Australia. Like, we have... we technically don't really have free speech um it's not in our constitution that we're entitled to free speech or anything like that we have laws saying that um you know you you can't be overtly racist and inciting violence and things like that so um yeah you can be charged for that stuff simple as that Hmm. that's 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 the country we live in that's australia but do you think that's the right thing? Because effectively what you're doing by uh, stopping people from doing this, expressing these sorts of opinions, is there's people are still going to have these opinions, but they won't be able to express them in a public forum, which means you push it underground. And as we know, pushing things underground can yield um, unpleasant surprises down the line. So... Oh, yeah, I, I understand that. I'm just saying that, you know, that's literally what the law's currently state so yeah that's what it, it, it actually is hmm. i think I'll t- i'm not saying it's i'm not saying it's great like it's a it's a fucking milkshake and most of the people in in australia anyway if they're gonna go get a milkshake some to throw at someone they're gonna grab it from maccas um it's not gonna oh, do a hell of a lot of damage no although there was a bit of a fuss in um the uh clown town that is portland the uh, mm. the um there was an incident recently where it was they were thinking that someone might have put quick dry cement into a milkshake and thrown it at someone and ap- apparently that can be rather problematic because of the chemical reaction and the amount of heat generated you can actually end up with burn quite serious burns from right. that mm. not um, so yeah when i say cement i'm not talking about it it becoming a, a a solid block of cement i'm talking about the i think it's an exothermic reaction you get from because uh that's always one of the problems when they're building big concrete dams is they do the, these big pours, but there's so much heat generated, and this is just regular concrete, there's so much heat generated from the curing and setting of, this, of the concrete that they actually have to factor that in because of, well, there's a whole variety of run-on effects from that. So, yeah, it may sound silly, mm. but there potentially there is danger. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, and, and, that, and that's the thing, there is danger. So, and it comes back to, is it inciting violence? Yes. Um, should people probably not do that shit? Yes. Um, pushing it underground, like, I know what you're trying to say there. At the same time, it's like, well, like, it's it's more along the lines of just, like, just don't be a dickhead with this shit. Like, I can't, there's no other way I can really put it. It's like, you're going to go out there and say, oh, this person should get a, you know, a Fraser Anning, you know, someone should go egg him because, you know, egg boy did do that. There was no one inciting him to do that. He just went and did that of his own volition. Mm. But like, for and then some like people coming out saying, "Oh, more people should have done rah rah and all that sort of stuff." Again, like that's more inciting, inciting violence again and all that sort mm. of stuff. Like, so it's not really there's, there's there's two sides to it. It's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones and all that sort of shit as well. So fuck. let's let's talk about Nambler. Okay. So, Nambla? Yeah, why not? 
What? So, really? Yeah. So, so um, have you paid your yearly membership, David? Oh, God. <laughs> no, don't, don't even joke. So, uh, actually, oh, I've God. never Googled, and I don't want to know the answer, I'm sure, but does Nambler exist outside of South Park? It is actually a real organisation. Oh, it is ab- absolutely it a is real absolute, thing. Okay. Yep. So, I just remember it from South Park. So, mm. um, and for those that don't watch South Park, was it the National... What was it? Association. North American Man Boy Love Association. That's it. I'm, I'm uh, impressed and disturbed that you knew that, Ben. <laughs> I love South Park. I'm a big it's fan right. of Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Yeah. So as far sure. as pushing things underground, I'd be the first to say that, all right, so, ne- all right, so Nambler are a, a legit organisation. I'm thankful to see I don't see them having a legitimate presence that I'm aware of anyway on Facebook. I'm not going to search for that on Facebook or other places where I can easily see on a daily basis them promulgating their stuff around um, that that kids under whatever age they feel is, is relevant are, actually are able to consent to sexual activity. Mm. Right? So I'm happy for that to be underground, pushing it up, not pushing it underground, keeping it underground um, doesn't make it worse and I could actually see pushing it above ground could make it lots worse as far as promoting Mm. those ideas and I'm not talking about reporting um, sexual abuse or other issues around it just purely them promoting hey if you're a seven-year-old boy you can absolutely consent to sex with a 40-year-old bloke well there are those wanting to remove the age of consent yeah exactly um, and there's good sociological evidence across multiple societies across thousands of years that as a general rule, um, that sort of stuff is considered taboo in every single society. There are, there are a few, sorry, a few exceptions, but very, very few. Hmm. Okay. I just so, wanted to work Nambler in there somewhere, somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. yeah, you seem to like saying it. But but I, I am not going to say that because I don't want ed- anyone editing strategically um, me saying that particular... Oh, God. As acronym. if we have enough listeners that could be us doing that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you, hey, hey, you never know. You never know. Because if there's one thing that has been proven, again, through the Dave Chappelle special, uh, and the insanity of cancel culture and the parasitic vulture... I don't have the words to describe just how much contempt I have for people that participate in cancel culture. Um, it could be something you did last week, something you did last month, five years, 20 years ago. There's these vicious, feral degenerates who will scour the internet and find stuff that they can try and get you for. And then they will try and get you to lose your job release your, your information to the public, you know, doxing and so on. People that participate in that, I don't think that that is a kind of freedom of expression and free speech, which I definitely do not endorse. That kind of behaviour is absolutely abhorrent. Um, hopefully you both agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard the term cancel culture, but I get from what you've explained what it means. Yeah, and I absolutely agree. Um, what was um, Guardians of the Galaxy director? Uh, James Gunn. There you go, perfect example of what you're talking about. Yep, yep. He was a tried to be an edge lord, and that's he didn't. To his credit, he never deleted the tweets, but they still end up yeah. getting used against him. Um, yeah, and, and you know, like, 
Yeah, like he even came out and he apologised and all that sort of shit and everything like that as well. So at least there's that side of it. But um, that, essentially that's what you're referring to is these assholes that dig up old shit from the past. Yeah, well, in that case, that was someone on the right doing that to someone on yeah, the left. On the, although, on the left. Yeah, right. although it seems to, that was in a lot of ways uh, a retaliation because the left had done that so many times to people they disagreed with. Mm. Now, of course, when we say left, there's it's a it's a big it's a big big spectrum full of a lot of different views, and it's all multicolored and so forth. So, yeah, it's I know saying the left can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. We're talking about right. we're talking about the the crazy extremist activists when we're referring to that, not people who are left of center or more moderate. Um, and these days, what the hell does moderate mean anyway? Anyway, the, the centre seems to have disappeared, right? Or at least um, just decided to shut up and play video games. All right. So as far as free speech goes, have we? Had... Hey, don't talk about my video games that way. <laughs> have... Oh wait, sorry. What? <laughs> have, have 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 we actually gotten anywhere with this? Have we challenged ourselves? Do we? I think we've we... challenged ourselves. Do we really I believe in free it... speech, though? No. Yeah, absolutely. Like, aside from my Namblade example, um, and just on your point about jobs, I quite rightly should lose my job if I was um, uh, expressing opinions pro what those assholes do, but I'd like to think I wouldn't be fired for talking about the issue. Um, so, yeah, that's a hard one. But no, I think it's, it's, it's a non-winnable situation which we knew going into it you can't decide it one way or the other i do want to talk specifically about the link you posted though with that a andrew clavin mm. um interview with candace owens so candace owens i could take a leave i'd not come across her interviewing before i i, I be honest i don't think i even knew of her until you posted that video link and i didn't know of him either which probably proves i'm in a Left of centre silo. Well, Candace is kind of kind of before she became a, a conservative or a, a public conservative, she uh, participated in uh, what I consider a fairly dubious in, uh, of enterprise that did kind of touch on the kind of cancel, not cancel culture, but let's let's expose these people. And that was no due process involved in that. So she is a. I think it's fair to say she's a bit controversial. But sorry, please continue. Okay, and and Andrew Claven, I liked from that hour. So there was very little, even though he might have said some things that I initially thought, oh, not sure about that. He would then go on to provide rationales for his thoughts, and I thought, yeah, overall, you're not an asshole. I agree with a lot of what you said, and I, I'd happily listen to more of what he had to say, mm. even though on the face of it. He's, he's be way too conservative for my general disposition, but I, I was impressed um, with with him. Right. Uh, ben, you didn't watch the video, did you? I did not watch the video. No, it is an hour long, but it is definitely worth the watch. Uh, we haven't addressed any specific points in the video, although if um, we'll provide the link to the video. Yes. Um, thanks, Redna. Uh, and... If anyone does want to watch that and has any thoughts or questions uh, or anything that they would actually like us to touch on specifically, then please let us know and we will revisit this topic mm. because it isn't a small topic. Uh, it is very complicated. There is a lot of nuance and uh, I'm very much on the of the opinion of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is only Sith deal in absolutes. I don't believe it's a black and white issue. 
and no. uh, there there are always considerations, which is why it's so hard to think about, is because there's a lot to take in and a lot of permutations. But and you it, just um, you reminded me of something, Simon, too, mm-hmm. that came up in that video, which was them talking about people being jailed for for posting outspoken views on Twitter. And and so, again, coming from that left-to-centre viewpoint, when they said that, I thought, oh, yeah, I thought, bullshit. There's no way that that has happened. Or if it was, it's one where they, you know, extreme, extreme, extreme reviews, uh, views. But, yeah, did a bit of Googling, and sure enough, that has happened a handful of times. So, yeah, it's always worth listening to stuff. Um, and even if your gut reaction is, no, that can't be right, you'll be surprised how often it is. Yeah, it's happened a number of times, and it has happened, for, as far as I'm aware, mostly here in the UK, yeah. um, because there is something very, very badly wrong over here. Uh, but the mm. thing is, it's becoming more and more obvious as well. So there's been a, a fairly significant overcorrection in one direction, and I'm expecting there to be an overcorrection in the other, as is going to be happening in the... Well, most Western countries, the US obviously is going to be experiencing something of that as well. It's already started, clearly. So, yeah, there's uh, there will be plenty for us to yammer on about. But like I say, have a look at the links, see what you think, listeners, and let us know if you've got any specific areas that you'd like us to touch on. But I think in general mm, we've agreed yeah. that, for the most part, free speech, and apart from um, calls for violence... And I think we've covered mm. that already as to what violence might constitute. And, well, I don't know that I even necessarily agree <laughs> with... I, I, like I say, I, I think um, people who hold the opinions of Nambler should be... I've gone and said the word now. Uh, should be able to express themselves openly um, because I don't believe in driving things underground. Best disinfectant is sunlight. So that's my opinion in general. Although, obviously, there are nuances associated with that. But well, if you do combine that with the milkshake rule, actually, I'd agree with you there. If you go, look, you can have these public forums and talk about what you want, but everyone's allowed to bring a concrete-filled milkshake, I'm totally up for that. Well, like people used to bring along tomatoes to political rallies, yeah, so... that's right. Um, you know, as long as someone's going to... You don't... Let's say, don't wear a white silk shirt. You, <laughs> no, that's for sure. Here's, here's, oh. here's, the, here's the takeaway, guys. Oh, sorry, we're not allowed to say guys anymore, according to some lunatics. Uh, human beings, fellow fellow hominids, here's the takeaway. Dress for the occasion. Dress for the That's occasion. True. Anyway. No, 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 no. We're we're moving on. Or, or did yeah, you have... that's what I wanted to do, just about hominids. Can we talk about NASA and shit now? NASA? Yeah. I, I'm jumping to the last segment just based on time. Yeah, I was... I was... I, didn't, I thought we were just going to go from one thing to another. Yeah, cool. Rather than do the, the classics. I know everyone's going to, everyone's missing out on the musical interludes. I'm terribly sorry about that. But Well, if, you, got... if you're missing out on musical interludes, let us know that as well because I've had zero feedback that anyone missed them. So if you're not <laughs> missing them, it saves me editing time. Yeah, although David has told me that he had a very nice rendition of the 1812 Overture done entirely on spatulas. But... <laughs> Let's let's move on from that topic to NASA Moonbase. David, what's NASA Moonbase? What what yeah, do they want to do? And it sort of well, links to the moon base. about just about how um, 
ephemeral um, news is in that I saw something pop up on Facebook today from NASA and it said it was posted 40 minutes ago and it was their video for their Artemis project, which I'll explain in a minute. Uh, and I thought, oh, this is so cool. They've announced this only 40 minutes ago. But then when I went to YouTube to show some people the video, I realized it was announced about four months ago. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's, I still got excited. So the Artemis project, Artemis is obviously the, um, well, they weren't saying the opposite to Apollo, but it's like the the female equivalent of Apollo. I'm ho- <coughs> Excuse me, I'm hopeless on gods. Um, the Artemis project is about building a uh, permanent moon base. Um, and having manned expeditions to the moon um, well and truly underway in that they're staying to build the moon base in 2024, which is not far away. So I thought it was a bit exciting. And now, obviously, the video is full of um, motivating music that you would have seen in Gravity or one of those ones. Like It's a very uplifting video. Um, but what they've got in mind and what they're actually showing from the video is that they are pretty well underway as far as testing the new rockets, the new lunar lander, uh, reusable, all that stuff. There's a lot of stuff there that I was totally unaware of until this video in that you hear about, you know, SpaceX and Bezos's mob and, and all that, doing all that stuff. But NASA's been a bit under the radar with its developments, but they've well and truly come out going, yeah, no, look, we're, we're working with private partners and 2024 it's all happening so i just thought it was worth mentioning yeah cynic in me goes they're doing it because china's doing it as well and i'm sure it's one huge race to get there and set this up um either side by side or before each other but Uh, yeah i know someone should probably um because that's never happened before someone should invent a phrase for that like uh the space race Space race, yeah. Mm. See, that's catchy. Um, it's never been done before. Yeah, no, it, it's really interesting. Actually, the funny thing is uh, President Trump um, brought up the, um, the development on the moon when uh, the discussion for a mission to Mars came up, although people intentionally misunderstood what he was referring to. But, yeah, mm. the fact if you can get the, the, the president behind it, I mean, I'm not saying he's endorsing it as heavily as Kennedy's commitments, but, I mean, it's a good sign to have the president interested in that because it is important because there is a lot of competition to uh to colonize the solar system because mm. people may not sorry if that's triggered anyone the word colonize but that's exactly what we will be doing and different countries are going to different countries will be staking their flag on it if that wasn't the case then antarctica wouldn't be divided into as many different regions as it right. is so yes that is just the way we are folks and a bit of healthy competition has never really done us too bad unless of course nuclear missiles get involved and that's the sort of competition hopefully we yes. will be able to avoid ben do you have any thoughts on the nasa moon base I don't know. I just keep picturing the Austin Powers thing with Dr. Evil having his moon base and he calling it a Death Star. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one, look, they've been overt. They're talking about Mars too. So the video outright says, mm. you know, here's our launching pad for Mars and the rest of the solar system. And I don't think they're as explicit as saying, you know, we can see space stations spread throughout as transit points, but that was the vibe I got from it. Um, yeah, it was just much more overt than what I've seen come from NASA in a long, long time. Yeah, mm. well, it's good, and that's where a little having a little bit of a nationalistic patriotic patriotic spirit can be a plus because you need to get the national yes national imagination fired up because uh, I mean if there's a can-do country, it's the it's the US, mm. uh, although it's it's difficult it, it's easy to 
for a lot of people to forget that with you know day-to-day struggles and strife and just the general background noise but having a a big important project like that i think is is really important it gives it, it's uplifting yeah it absolutely mm. is and uh, they do a great job on that video so i'll post a link in the show notes to the youtube version um, but yeah, it's, it's a bit exciting. And I mean, all right, even if they blow it out a year or two, that still means within the next five or six years, you've got a, a, a moon base under construction, which is yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, the, the one disadvantage with any kind of uh, competitive system is where you're putting in <laughs> you're putting in bids and having everything built by the last bidder. That's always, yeah. there's always a little bit of a problem there, but uh, you know, that's just what oversight's for. So hopefully... And I'm pretty sure... It's probably for another episode. I can't imagine Russia being a serious competitor in this one this time. I'm assuming it's US and China with partners. Yeah, like, it, it, it will be. Mm. Yeah, it will be. Uh, really, I mean, there's the uh, the European Space Agency, but if the ESA oh, if yeah. the ESA is in as big a mess as the EU is in general, then uh, I don't know that how how serious they're going to be. There's, there's a recession going to hit Europe. So yeah, the Australian Space Agency. Oh, yeah, that's recent. Well, I mean, there's plenty of places for launching pads. That's right. So- uh, Hanson wants to build one on top of Uluru. Oh, God. Well, I, no, 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 no. I can, I can see the sense in that because it is slightly closer to space than something built on ground level. So, <laughs> really? Seriously? That is the... That is the stupid. It was a joke, man. Don't try yeah, and take it seriously. It still wouldn't surprise me if she did suggest it, though. But yeah, I, oh, I, she would. She would be the sort sort of person that would. But Jesus Christ, I, look, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be at all surprised. That's why Snopes has been um, fact checking um, parody and mm. satire sites, which uh, the mm. Babylon Bee did a very good job of satirizing that. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they've got it. They decided that Snopes has a new. Um, a new recommendation uh, or new uh, a new classification for things that are factually wrong but morally right, which of course is going yeah, to go. which appeals to the, the the wokest of the woke, obviously. But on that note, unless anyone has any summaries um, or any thoughts, um, I'm just going to just because it's only trending on Twitter in the last couple of hours here in Australia. There's uh, Lib Spill is trending on Twitter in Australia. Really? Um, I don't know how much truth there is to it because I'm even reading comments saying, is the lip spill trending only because every Australian Twitter user is wondering why lip spill is trending? Yeah. Um, like, yeah, that makes no sense. I haven't seen anything. I'm looking at the ABC website and stuff like that. So, I mean, hey, if something happens in the next few days... We it's reported just, on it. I mean, who? There's no even obvious. I mean, I, I can't stand that. Uh, Morrison, uh, gents. Uh, let me let me just. Uh, for those of you who do not know, which has probably a lot of you, uh, a spill in Australian oh. politics is where there is a leadership uh, challenge coming up uh, because mm, basically, yeah. basically the uh, the party leaders in Australia can't herd cats. And mm, cats right. is all they got. So this and will be the what tenth prime minister in nine years or something. Yeah, it, yeah, it's Australia beats Italy out in that in just the turbulence, and also because the Australian political media um, can't mm. report on sugar. To be perfectly frank with you, and if they're not uh, reporting on a leadership spill, they're reporting on anticipating a leadership spill, which may or may not ever yes. happen because they're a bunch of hacks. Yeah. 
Yet they're not doing yeah. the, the true investigative work on whether Scott Morrison did in fact shit his pants at Engadine McDonald's in 1994. <laughs> so, which I'm still, I'd love to get to the bottom of that one. And um, on Google that if you're yeah, Australian. On that note, <laughs> oh, can we talk about Wow Classic? <laughs> Very briefly. You're the one that's. You're yeah. needing to go soon. Yeah, no, that's true. So just in the briefest, I finally, um, obviously, WoW Classic launched a few weeks back. Um, for those of you that play WoW, you basically just select a little drop down on the Blizzard launcher and select WoW Classic and it boots up for you if you've downloaded it. So I got to level five on WoW Classic as a Tauren Druid, which I'd never done either of those things. And yeah, best, WoW Classic. Best, best race, best class, no question. There you go. It's gr- it's grindy as the original WoW was. I-, I actually wasn't involved with the original WoW. I came on at Burning Crusade level. So um, you go, yeah, God, it, there's a lot of stuff that you you realise you miss. But then there's you know, yeah, it was a it was really grindy back then. I yeah, remember. <laughs> it was just constant. You know, I've got to level five. I probably played an hour and a half to get there, and it's just you know kill mm. nine of these. And there's still a lot of that in WoW anyway. But yeah, I just thought for the hell of it, um, it just looks like WoW, and it's just less less busy interface i suppose all right uh, this is the most important question i think we've asked through this entire podcast did you get to the barons and have you entered chuck norris into chat yet i haven't level five so i'd say no to the first one yeah no to the first one for sure and no no chuck norris in chat or um the other classic one in chat was the whole anal thing, but we could do, that's another whole episode. Uh, now you're heading back to Nambler, so let's uh, just no, wrap okay. let's just wrap this thing up after our fluffy fluffy puppy story at the end of the news broadcast. That's a show, everyone. If you want more of this audio garbage, you can follow us on invalidopinionspodcast.com or head up our Facebook or Twitter, uh, Invalid Pod. Otherwise, that is everything from us this evening, morning. Uh, total eclipse of the sun, whatever, whenever you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Drive safely, walk safely, watch out <laughs> watch out for watch out for muggings if you're in Minneapolis and have a great day. Say goodbye everyone. Bye everyone. What do you think of Skexus? Oh, I love that show. It's a triumph. <laughs> mm. Skexus love Geffling. <laughs> <laughs>